cliffcentral.com. This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogan. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. All right, so today we're talking, I, I have with me on Skype, um, and we had it on Skype because uh, my guest is from Cape Town, but as it turns out, he's actually in Joburg today, so we should have been in the studio, but nonetheless, we're going to chat on Skype. Uh, this is Justin Drennan. So, Justin, hello. Thank you for being wherever you are, standing still, talking on your phone on Skype. Thank you very much, Ryan. <laughs> Pleasure to be here, and I'm uh, sitting down the road from you in a, in a car. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, well, it's actually quite amazing. We're we're recording a podcast. You're sitting on your phone using 3G through Skype. I'm in a well, a sort of fancy studio. So it's amazing. We can do stuff wherever we are. Now, you, Justin, are the co-founder and CEO of Parcel Ninja, correct? That is correct. Now, I, I was surprised to find when when this interview was set up and I was going through the stuff, I was surprised to find that you guys have been around a long time. I mean, you, was it 2008? We've been around in different shapes and forms um, in various businesses, um, and we got into e-commerce back in 2007. Okay. Where we sort of dipped our toes into the e-commerce market when we launched a business called Want It All, which is a niche online retail business specializing in products from the U.S. that you can't find in South Africa. Okay. And uh, subsequent to that, we've tried to stay in e-commerce in various sort of guises. Yeah. And we've uh, been involved in a business called Superbulous.com. Okay. Which we which we launched with uh, with some awesome guys in Cape Town. Okay, um, I think I, I get emails from you guys. So I'm on your list. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Now now stop just getting emails and buy something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, we, and we actually exited that business and sold it to Take a Lot. So Take a Lot owns Superbulous.com, ah, which is okay. obviously which is a large fashion retailer in South Africa. And okay. uh, in the process, uh, we we sort of identified a need, as I guess most entrepreneurs do, um, to assist the Superbulous business in fulfillment and distribution. And with that, we ended up building out uh, a competency uh, in logistics, okay. and the Parcel Ninja business was born, effectively. And that was in 2013. Okay, so then, so Parcel Ninja, as it, in its current form, three about three years now. Correct, so about three years. And um, I will say that the, the, the first like, year and a half or two years was spent building the technology and the systems and processes. And uh, only in the last, the only like the last year and a half, we've actually gone to market and told people that we exist. So we've been in uh, sort of undercover to a certain degree, and now we're 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 publicly available to the masses. Okay, fine. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. What I'm interested to hear from you, Justin, is what what problem are you solving? I mean, clearly the business exists and it's there to solve a problem. What was that, and and what are you trying to fix with this business? So. So, as I said, like entrepreneurs look for opportunities to fix problems, and if the problem is big enough, then you can build a business and, and hopefully if you solve the problem well enough, you can make some money out of it. Um, but what happens is when we got involved in the superbulous business, we ended up with a, a high growth e-commerce business. Um, and as the business grew from year to year, one of the key challenges we found was the inability to deliver products to customers in a timeless fashion. So what happens was the business was, was growing rapidly. Um, we understood marketing quite well. We understood product selection well. What we didn't understand is how to actually get the products out of the warehouse and to our customers. And and we started, let's just say, doing 400 orders a day, 500 orders a day. And, and our partners who, who were handling our fulfillment um, weren't able to handle 500 individual deliveries to clients every single day. Okay. And as the Christmas period, period struck, um, we were doing, let's just say, 800 orders a day with our with our suppliers only able to help us with 400 deliveries, wow. which means that every day we were we were not sort of 
we were not delivering on the promise of of getting products to customers, and and this was a problem that we had seen that had been solved in the U.S. and it was a problem that a few e-commerce customers in South Africa were experiencing. So we said, let's go find out how to do this fulfillment and delivery component better. And we went and uh, sort of flew around the world. We went to we've been to like Amazon in the U.S. We've looked at Walmart. We've looked at uh, a number of great distribution businesses in South Africa. And basically, we've we've sort of developed a system that allows uh, how do I simplify it allows you to basically leverage distribution in a cloud sort of platform okay so let's just let's just explain that a little a little bit better so traditionally you would go and buy a physical service and you'd host your website on those physical servers yeah um, then with the advent of cloud people stop buying their own servers and started moving things into the cloud. Right. What has not happened in South Africa, which has happened in Europe and the U.S., is people still go buy their own warehouses locally. And in Europe and the U.S., they don't do that. What they do is they rent space within a, a provider. Uh, Justin, just, just start that again. Start that again. We lost. Okay, so they're not buying their own. They're not buying physical warehouses. They're doing what? So Sorry. So what they're not doing is they're not buying their own warehouses. What they're doing is they're leveraging third parties' performance centers who are able to provide a fulfillment service to the client without the big capital outlay of purchasing a warehouse. Okay. In the same way that you don't buy servers, you don't buy warehouses. So what we tell you is take your products, leave them in our warehouse, push us the orders, and we'll do all the hard work. <laughs> so we'll store the product in our warehouse. We'll make sure it's safe. We'll pick it, we'll pack it, we'll put it in a custom box, we'll find the cheapest courier for you in real time, we'll make sure that the whole customer experience is consistent and that the products get delivered to the client on time. Okay, cool. And you cool. just focus okay. on what you want to do, which is marketing. All right, okay, now I'm starting to get the picture. So so who are your customers? Are They're, they're retailers, people who are selling stuff online or otherwise and need, and need that stuff to get into the hands of their customer. Correct. There's two real client, two two major clients to deal with. One is uh, straight e-commerce retailers, where they say that they don't understand how to pick and pack and get that right. They give it to us and we handle it. And the second one is suppliers who need to deliver to retailers and don't want to sort of uh, invest in their own warehouses and systems, etc. So a wholesaler or a distributor will even use us for their distribution of products into the market, and that's into bricks and mortar even. Okay, good. And, and and so how's so? The- let me give you an example. Go ahead. <laughs> So, so if you decide that Ryan one day decides that he's going to sell uh, widgets, and what he does is he goes to China and he finds a, uh, a widget factory and he get asked and he orders fifty thousand widgets. He goes onto a local shopping platform like Shopify, sets up his website, and now what he does is he tells the supplier in China to please drop the widgets off at Justin's warehouse. We integrate with Shopify. As people order, we deliver to them. And Ryan never has to physically see or touch his products ever, and okay. it just happens. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds pretty cool. So that's and, – and how's the appetite for this been? How are you guys doing? Well, we've seen around 250% growth year on year um, in this space, admittedly off – I'm going to say like a relatively small base, but we probably Fair service enough. about 60 individual clients at this point. So it's growing nicely. All right, and and do you ha- do you have much competition? I mean, is there are there others doing similar things? We we haven't seen anybody in South Africa that has a similar service offering to our to ours. In that we've got a lot of like a, a an open tech stack that allows people to build on top of what we do, and there's no one really servicing the sort of SME market in the space with with this offering. I think it's quite unique. 
All right, awesome. And and so where does it go to from here? I mean, obviously you've got vision to you know take over the world and make a a shitload of money. But what's the uh, you know, where do you go to from here? What's the what's the thought? <laughs> So, Ryan, I don't think we're looking to take over the world. <laughs> Our first objective is let's just get South Africa right, which we think we've, <laughs> okay. we've, which we think we've got down pat. Okay. But I think the opportunity is for uh, this technology to be used throughout Africa because there's some unique sort of systems, processes, and uh, hardware used in our system that allows it to, to scale relatively easily into the continent. So instead of having to go set up a fancy warehouse in an offshore country, you can go set up a warehouse that's relatively inexpensive to to set up yeah. with our technology in it, which is all completely cloud-based. So as long as you've got an internet connection into a warehouse, you can actually use our technology in your own warehouse as well. That's uh, the next phase of the business. So uh, we will give this tech to third parties. <clears throat> Okay, fine. And if we take it back a step now, because, you know, one of the big issues with e-commerce for South, Af- e-commerce for South Africans was always, uh, the guarantee of delivery of stuff. And, and consequently we saw the rise of, I don't know, hundreds or at least tens. Of, there are so many courier companies that, yes. that get involved, which can get a bit, bit messy because some of them are good, some of them are rubbish. Um, now, so now that that problem is getting solved, from your end, are you seeing a greater expectation on the side of customer where they're going, where they're sort of in the frame of mind, well, you know, that I want to buy stuff and I want to get it right now. It needs to come the next day or a couple of days later. Is is, is that expectation changing amongst the ordinary consumer? Definitely. And I think that in the, with the advent of or with, with Take-A-Lot and these larger players coming to the market, Gone are the days where you could deliver in three to five days or five to seven days. I mean, the, the consumer has become a lot more savvy, is able to compare prices and delivery options um, a lot easier. And that means that, that, that with take a lot, et cetera, delivering relatively quickly, all these smaller niche businesses have needed to up their game. And those, that's what we're finding to be sort of our sweet spot in that okay. clients that have, that have realized that customer service and you actually have to have a world-class service you can't do that on a small budget internally. And we say, listen, guys, just stick to the marketing and let us do what they call the heavy lifting. Yes. You do your thing, we'll do our thing, and then together we'll have a great value proposition. If you think as an e-commerce player that you can do everything, that you can market, you can find a product, you can ship, you can deliver, you're fooling yourself. It's not that simple. And I think that each of the businesses needs to play to their strengths. And ours just happens to be distribution. Yes. And we just want to – we sort of want to commoditize or democratize – that sort of world-class fulfillment sort of system for anybody that's looking to launch an e-commerce store. All right, great. Well, okay, now let's uh, take it a bit more general. I'd be interested in your view on a couple of things. I mean, you've been you've been involved with with e-commerce now since about two thousand and seven. So what it was like eight nine years. Um, uh, how, from your standpoint, what is the future of e-commerce? In South Africa, I mean, I mean, are we reaching the point where we don't really talk about it as a separate thing? It's, it's really just now. At some point, there's a there's a bit of a tipping point, isn't there, where it's just commerce? Correct. I think I think that what people have have um, sort of thought, have viewed e-commerce through is this, as, as as you said, is like an e-commerce lens, which is incorrect. And as you as you rightly pointed out, it just needs to be commerce. Um, certain categories are very well suited to e-commerce and certain categories aren't so well suited to e-commerce. Let's just look at two examples. Groceries, hell of a difficult to do in e-commerce. Cold chain, 
difficult distribution. Uh, a lot of decisions are made at the edge shelf. You know, the, you know, there's um, if you buy an Evo, it can be completely different every time you buy it. So that inconsistency doesn't lend itself to an e-commerce experience. Mm. But then if you look at books and DVDs, which are fairly commoditized. Uh, Justin, you're going to take, yeah. take that a step. We, 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 our, our, our connection. Our retail sales. Justin? We need to take it a step back there. Um, so you yeah, were talking, okay. Yeah, so you mentioned groceries yeah, and then you were saying, but if you're looking at, uh, I think it was books and DVDs, take it from there. Great. So, so if you look at books and DVDs as categories, um, and, and, and people tout like a 10 to 15% uh, of, uh, sales being online in Europe, but in books and DVDs, it's 85% is done online. Yeah. So different categories are very well suited to e-commerce, and I think that's that, that's your first decision. If you're going to launch an e-commerce business, pick a great pick the category correctly, and I think that is the driver for the success of e-commerce or not. But just to talk about South African e-commerce, I mean, I think it's matured a hell of a lot in the last two to three years. I yes. think you have a look at you got Macro, Dion, Game, Take a Lot, Loot, Woolworth, Pick and Pay. These are proper retail businesses who are starting to take online seriously. And in certain categories, online is larger than their other retail sales. Mm. So it is definitely being taken seriously and guys need to look at that. So I think it's gone all the days of, of online versus non-online and this general approach to retail needs to be taken and online is just a channel for them. And then there's the, what they're doing. Yeah, okay. And then there's the... And then sort of building in that delivery cost in, into this, because I think I'm thinking about my own experience for the most part, well, certainly if you're buying over a couple of hundred bucks, they're quite happy to courier the stuff over to you. But, but, but I think there is now also not that sort of separation of, okay, I'm paying for this. Then I have to pay for delivery on top of it. We kind of want the, the one experience. Um, I think that, that what we've seen in the U.S. is, um, Amazon obviously with their prime offering, giving free delivery on all orders once you give them a, annual subscription but we had a chat with i think there was a discussion with the the head of with the vp of um uh logistics at amazon and he said that that people in the u.s are becoming more accustomed to paying for delivery and it's seen as and it's seen as just a part of the distribution cost i mean in south africa you can really get delivery delivery can range from like 35 rand to 600 rand for the same product to different regions. Wow. And people forget that South Africa is quite a large country, actually. Yes. And if you want and if you want to deliver something to Port Nolith, just below Namibia on the border there, it's going to be expensive because there's not that high density. Yes. Sort of. And, and so you need Some, to… Someone's so, making a very special trip. <laughs> correct. Correct. So, so what I say is within your e-commerce platform, what you need to be very cognizant of is getting your distribution cost right to every single area yes. or region and that's something that we focus a lot in our system that does that in real time but okay. but but that's i think is a is part of our system which 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 gives us some sort of competitive advantage there okay great and then my final question which is a question i like to ask of most of my guests is you know we live in a time of digital transformation that's the big word today uh, these days everyone's using it we hear about it in your mind what is digital transformation Sure, that's quite broad. So I'm going to try to <laughs> <I know. laughs> so limit that to maybe the area. No, no, you have to you have to limit it because I don't have I don't have the time. So as short as possible, Justin Drennan, what is digital transformation? So, so for us, digital transformation within the distribution space is I think is about digitizing or informing the customer of the sort of logistics process in a easy manner. An example of that would be that when you order your product from a particular website, you like to be notified, hi, it's being picked, it's 
being packed. Right. It's on its way to Cape Town. It's arrived in Cape Town. It's out for distribution. The courier's on his way to you. He'll be there in 35 minutes. SMS us if you have a different delivery address. And just making the whole process a hell of a lot easier and more streamlined. And that to us is digitization in that space. Fantastic and a great answer. All right, my guest today has been Justin Drennan. Thank you for taking the time, Justin. Ryan, thank you very much for having me and have a great day. Yeah, and, and go check them out. Parcel Ninja, they can possibly help you. Thank you very much, Justin. Cheers. You just listened to the Digital Influence with Ryan Hoyt. Cliffcentral.com.